Hi, I'm Janine, the host of Outside the Box. If you're new to the show, you can visit otbseries.com, and you can also listen wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. We are currently accepting sponsors and show guests. All you have to do is send an email to info at otbseries.com. On today's show, I'm in conversation with Ernesto Mandowski. He has spent his career connecting the dots between restaurants, systems engineering, and data analysis. In his first published book, Newbie, he shares how the power of cross-pollination can empower young adults to create unique opportunities that exist at the intersection of their skills, interests, and passions. We met when he presented his business at One Million Cups New York recently, and he shared how he's the founder of Newbie Foodie, a consulting firm that helps hospitality businesses implement technology solutions to analyze performance. He is also the principal of CPD Advisors, a coaching consultancy that teaches people how to incorporate cross-pollination design principles to create balanced lives. In his free time, he can be found either jumping rope outdoors or covered in flour in the kitchen. He currently lives in Miami, Florida. You can find out more information about Ernesto and his book, Newbie, on the show blog, which can be found at otbseries.com. Newbie is a story about cross-pollination, a story of combining the lessons learned across jobs, courses, conferences, and interactions with people to create a unique honey. Without an instruction manual to realize his dreams, Ernesto had to rely on his curiosity and relentless pursuit to find a way to combine his analytical background in systems engineering with his desire for creating community using food and hospitality. Thanks for joining us, Ernesto. Thank you, Janine. I'm super happy to be here. Well, we met on uh, One Million Cups New York. I thought, you know, what you shared was so interesting. Tell me a little bit about your backstory. Like, you know, when, when you were in college, did you have similar interests that led you on this journey? So my, my story begins with my, my passion for hospitality and restaurants. And when I went to college, I wanted to explore that passion. But I wanted to do it a little bit differently. Most people think of restaurants and they uh, think of like culinary school. If you wanted to go into restaurants, you have to go to culinary school, obviously. And I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do systems engineering, which is, uh, as as your podcast, uh, yeah, it's a very outside the box thinking for for the restaurant world. And uh, since then... I have been exploring like what that looks like, what systems engineering in restaurants looks like. And I wouldn't actually manifest an opportunity at that intersection after, until after six years of of trying. Wow. uh, Trying to, trying to do that. And how did it finally happen? What made that happen? So I, in my last year of college, I started a challah baking company or project inside my apartment. And I was, I was delivering these hollows around during the week. I was at my day job doing consulting, doing tech consulting. And on the weekends, I was uh, at a culinary school putting together a business plan for my supposed digital holla bakery. 
Okay. And after I would talk to these instructors and I'd say, hey, like, I want to do systems engineering in restaurants. And they'd all tell me the same thing, like, go be a server. And I said, no, like, I want to be an engineer. I want to do data. I want to do analysis. Said, well, we don't really have anything for you. And a year after that course finished, one of those instructors actually presented an opportunity for me to join a restaurant group in New York City as their restaurant like analysts, their systems analysts. Nice. Uh, and, I, and I would join and I would join that group. And my what a journey that was. So that was the starting point. That was the starting point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where is the starting point, but that was definitely like a big one. A point. Yes. On, on that journey. Yeah. Yes. For people that don't really understand cross-pollination as far as it relates to your life. Could you describe that? Yeah. So cross-pollination is a concept. Uh, I don't know if I invented it. I, I think when, when you think of, of bees and, and how bees make honey, mm -hmm. they, they're, they're going to different flowers. They're extracting nectar. And actually pollen from the flower is getting on their legs. And when they go from flower to flower, that pollen is being transferred uh, to the new flowers and flowers are creating fruit from that process. That, that is quote unquote, the cross pollination process. But in our, in our life, we cross pollinate because we work, we go to different jobs, we go to different events, we go to conferences, we're reading books. And as we're going through these experiences, there's these little nuggets of wisdom that we're, that are getting onto our legs and our brains that we are transferring to other people that we're meeting in, in, these, in these flowers of our lives. Mm -hmm. And we're helping everyone kind of grow and blossom and create fruit as we're transferring these lessons. So, and then us ourselves in our own lives, we are creating fruit in different parts of our lives, which kind of enriches, enriches that, that, that whole, you know, the overall experience. Ernesto, do you do talks about this concept? I actually don't. And uh, this this year, like three months ago, I actually started my own like personal branding to, you know, kind of talk, talk more about this, like bring this more to life and, and talk about the importance of, of cross pollination uh, in your in your personal life, in your business. Yes, uh, I, actually, I, I actually, you know, I, I think I. Maybe I, maybe I read an old bio or, or maybe you pulled it from my website, but now, you know, CPD advisors, we actually focus on, we built a, like a proprietary process, the six P's of pollination, which helps founders and entrepreneurs cross pollinate so that they can cultivate the honey of their business more effectively. And that's, that's kind of now what I'm teaching people, like that structure and that process. That's amazing. But only knows how chaotic life life can be. There's never been a more important time to think about this concept. That's why I asked, because I feel that sometimes people think, oh, what does this job that I left, that won't help me get into this next chapter in my life? Or they don't oh. understand that life is nonlinear. And the, and the more nonlinear you make it, the more apt you are to meet interesting people and make new connections and be open to growth and layering your life with interesting experiences and people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Life is nonlinear. <laughs> as, as much structure I want to create for people, like it's not linear at all. And 
And I think the magic happens when you color outside the lines and when you cross pollinate, when you go to all these different, have these wild, ecstatic experiences. And find, I mean, you don't even find ways to integrate it. It's almost like the universe presents yes. ways to pull out, you know, that thing that happened three years ago. Yes. Couldn't be any more important than, than this exact moment in life. And I really believe what you're talking about when I'm talking about that is a big part of having a meaningful, fulfilling life. Definitely. I mean, I don't know about you. Did you have funny like summer jobs growing up? Funny is always relative, but I, I was, I was, I was a camp counselor. I mean, I think it was pretty basic. I was camp counselor. Okay. I, during the year I was a basketball coach. Oh. What made it funny was I would bike to, from school to the, the JCC, the community center where I would teach. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a little hilarious because uh, people would like, all my friends would like honk at me when I'm on the main road, like biking. And I kind of like developed a reputation for that. That's good. Um, yeah. I don't know. What, what, was, what did you have in mind for funny? Well, I, I, I should have clarified. I didn't mean funny haha, but funny haha is always good to share. But more like uh, out of the ordinary. For example, um, when I was younger, um, my first job was 16 working in a dry cleaners because I was supposed to work somewhere else and it didn't work out. And so I got stuck working six days a week. Very, very hot, busy dry cleaners, eight to six. And I did it three summers. And after the third summer, I thought, I got to do something different. So I thought, I want to paint houses, you know, like college painters. So that's what I mean. Like when yeah. you sometimes in these experiences, you don't realize that you take these things into adulthood. Yeah, I, I, I directly don't, I didn't have much funny experiences, but my, my best friend, actually, my best friend and client and groomsman, he in college started a moving company. Okay. And like from scratch and three years into it, he was able to sell it. And now he started a, him and I did dance, salsa dancing in New York City, and now love it through through that through that experience. She recognized the problem and started a salsa shoe company, and now is selling salsa like dance sneakers all around the world. And Incredible! It's, it's it's amazing how like you know from calling junk around college, yes, translate into now selling shoes around the world. He's you know hauling junk around the world in. Uh, <laughs> like a dance fashion. And so like, that's, that's a cool, funny, out of the ordinary job. Sorry, I could share. Well, especially, and the reason I asked this question, because especially in the time of COVID and millions of people have lost jobs, their lives have been disrupted. Understanding the concept that you're talking about cross-pollinating your life is really important because it keeps you open. Yeah, it, it, it keeps you open and... I mean, you have to. I don't know if you've heard of the, the, the word creative destruction. Is it, have you heard of that creative before? Destruction? No. Creative destruction is a concept invented by an Austrian economist in like the 1900s or 1800s, like way back in the day. And it's this idea how, like, how innovation happens. And most of the time you have to like completely destroy whatever you were doing to find new ways oh. of, of, of yes. doing it. Like in COVID, I was, I, as I told you earlier, I was in the restaurant. Like I, I basically built my career at the restaurant world. 
And literally the day before COVID started or the world ended, however you want to call it, the company that I was working for got acquired. It was a restaurant company. We got acquired by a group that owned 800 plus restaurants in Texas. And wow. overnight, this company lost uh, you know, 90% of revenues and they had to do whatever they had to do to regenerate money. And so I, I'm, I, I found myself like turning restaurants into grocery stores. Like literally they were selling yes. toilet paper. I remember because, hearing that. Yeah, the toilet paper, eggs, like the supermarkets are being totally depleted. And so restaurants have to totally reinvent themselves mm-hmm. and, you know, s- selling family meals and selling this and selling that, yeah. doing whatever they needed to do. So when you think about individuals who lost their job, so many people probably had to completely reinvent themselves uh, yes. during during COVID. Yes, and that's part of the show. In response, yeah, to millions of people out of work, and then you know having guests on who want to talk about pivoting and how oftentimes it's things look really really awful in their life, something wonderful happened. Then. Yeah, it's all a big mindset thing, also. Definitely. Yes. How you look how you look at it. So what else would you like people to know about your book, Newbie? Newbie tells my story. It is mm-hmm. my journey of how I went from idea of wanting to be in the restaurant world and then applying this very outside the box approach of, of systems engineering and how how I was really persistent in doing that and and how I kind of weaved in all the different flowers in my life to create the pollen and the nectar so that I could actually crystallize an opportunity for myself. I think, I think yeah. a lot of these, these business books written by these CEOs are like, oh, and in my 20s, I was in banking. And then in my 40s, I launched a company. And it's like, great, what happened in those 20 years? And I think a lot of kids, kids my age now, 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds, they're trading crypto, you know, good for them. Like they're, they're doing all these things, but you can find inspiration in how you can create different opportunities for yourself as an 18 year old, as a 21 year old, whether you're in college or you're in actually working in the corporate world. Cause I kind of go into these different chapters of my life and show through storytelling of what cross pollination looks like in college, sure. in, in working, in your second job, in your third job. Um, so yeah, it has a lot of different stories. I you share a story about how you had an eating disorder, is that correct? Yeah. I I had an eating disorder at 10 years old and it was obsessive compulsive eating. I okay. love Oreo cookies and ice cream and <laughs> yeah. I would, I would eat it every 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 day and then like chug Pepto-Bismol and then <gasps> cuz you were nauseous. Wait, why the Pepto? Yeah, I think because I was like, oh, I had indigestion. Yeah. And Pepto-Bismol helped, and I actually enjoyed the taste of it at one point. Oh, no. Um, and it, it's, it's kind of funny because eventually, full circle, back to how everything kind of goes full circle, when eventually the doctor would say, no Oreos, no ice cream, I would lose weight, fine, I would start playing sports, fantastic. But 10 years later, when I was in college, before I was doing the Hala company, I would come up with this amazing dessert concept where it's like, I was going to take, oh, you live in New York. You, you remember the, the cronuts? 
I don't live in New York now, but I lived there years ago. What was it called? Cronut? Oh, so there was a there was a dessert called a cronut, and then this guy was like, "I'm going to take croissants and donuts and make a cronut," and people were going crazy. <laughs> they were like, you know, lining up hundreds of people every single day outside. The guy's name was Dominic Ansel, and I was in New York that summer, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I got to come up with my cronut, and I would come up with the Dope Witch. And uh-huh. The Dope Witch was a donut sandwich with ice cream that was panini pressed. Oh, stop it. And it was like the most insane thing ever. Uh, I would go back to college and start selling these. And like, uh. I don't know if it's like the eating disorder was like related, but like I love dessert. And you know, I took that dessert aspect and created this. this I love the name. The name alone. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Dope, which was that fun. That is unbelievable. You, I mean, so you're really creative. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're no, you are. Me. You are. What else? Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, CPD advisors? So basically, CPD, CPD stands for cross-pollination design. Mm-hmm. And I think that the creative, the creative process Although it seems chaotic, yes, it's, it is very nonlinear. But the only way to scale any creation is to add elements of linearity and, and, and structure to it. And so just like I was had the story of the bees and bees making honey, entrepreneurs are the same. Like you see an entrepreneur and what they do, they're going from all the different flowers in their business or clients or projects. And they're so busy selling the vision and, and, and rolling people into that, they don't think, they don't, they can't, it's not really in their skill set to think about the structure, oh, the project management system and then the, and the sales system and the email marketing system, like they don't have time for that. They're too busy trying to convince you on why their company is going to be incredible. Sure. And so what, what we do is we come in and we say, okay, you know, stick to your your vision and, and, and enrolling everyone. And what we're going to do is we're going to help you build elements of structure to grow, to scale. So everything's not chaotic and across your thousands of files of the Google Drive or your spreadsheets and you know, every, your phone and your notes and, and in this tool and in that tool, you know, there's so many different tools that just by having so much, I mean, look at our inboxes, just by having so much chaos, yes. just, really takes away from from being focused and present and actually doing the thing that you want to do. Yeah. And you mentioned something earlier. I mean, a lot of ideas and new directions come when you talk. Someone told me when I told him I was kind of stuck on a direction when I first started outside the box, he says, you know what, I want you to take the weekend and not get on your computer and not think about it and just be mindful and just do something else. Relax. And by Monday, I'm so supercharged. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I. I wasn't ever a religious man, but uh, more and more, I'm seeing the beauty of of uh, keeping a Sabbath or a Shabbat practice, which is is kind of like that. It's you, you shut off for a day. Yes. And just be present in the moment, not work. And That's there's, great. There's magic. There's magic in that. Sure. And I mean, you live in Florida, so you could just go take a walk on the beach, perhaps, or just disconnect from technology. How's the challah baking going? Challah has taken a hiatus. Okay. Um, 
I, I mean, I still bake challah for my family mm-hmm. uh, for fun. Uh, and, and wow, let me tell you something. I think I have the best challah recipe on the planet and it is vegan and it is using only uh, high organic ingredients and it's still su- super fluffy. Beautiful. Um, That's and, and I do also have my recipe not just like on some piece of paper that is passed down generation to generation. I, I, I took my recipe and put it on a Google sheet that you can adjust the quantities and the size of the challah. And it'll tell you exactly how much of every ingredient you need, both at the gram level and at the, like the cup level for okay. you know, the average baker. And Amazing. if you want, like, I'm happy to, I'm happy to send it to you. I, I actually have it like open source on the internet, whoever wants to use it. it. Can, can use it and, and do yes. it and bake and bake challah. All right. I have a question for you. Yeah. Has anybody yes. asked you to work on making a gluten-free challah? A gluten-free challah? Yes. Yes. They, they have. And I'm sorry to report I have not <laughs> been able to do that. And I think uh, th- there is a way. I've, I've is a, done it. This is what I'm asking. I can share. You, sorry. You said you, you've done it? I've been working on it, yes, yes. Okay, please. Okay, it's not fluffiest, but it does taste good. Okay. What what I did was, a friend of mine gave me a recipe using egg and flour, which is always fluffy and wonderful, but I don't eat gluten. So I, for two parts, let's say two, the recipe calls for two cups of egg and flour. I use two cups of gluten-free flour blend, let's say Bob's Red Mill, Hamlet. Sure. The, the one-to-one mix? Okay, and then I used one cup of gluten-free pancake mix because it gives Ooh. it a nice flavor. And then yeah. when I go to, so I let it, you know, rise. I, I'm not very patient, so I didn't let it rise enough. And with gluten-free, it doesn't always, it doesn't rise with the regular. But that's okay. So then I braid it. And what I do is as I'm making these three long braids, I put my fingers in and then I drizzle in like maple syrup, pumpkin spice, maybe cut up apple. And I braid this together. It's really good. Oh my God. You got to yeah. send me your recipe. Okay, I'll send you my recipe. <laughs> and now for people who don't even know what challah is, they want to make it. <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, challah will change your life. So I know we have to wrap up, but where can people find out more about you? People can go to my website. Uh, ErnestoMendowski.com. Uh, there's links. My book is there. Uh, if they want to learn more about CPD Advisors, there's links there as well. CPDAdvisors.com. And uh, I'm also on Instagram. Just Ernesto Mendowski. Full, full name, no spaces. My glasses would come up on, okay. the, on the profile picture. Well, I've really enjoyed this. And it was so nice hearing you speak at One Million Cups. And I look forward to staying connected. Thank you.